everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, a podcast about two things we enjoy very much, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. Yep, that we do. And this is episode 20. This is episode 20. So welcome in. We're glad you found us in yeah. whichever manner or medium uh, you have uh, chosen to consume us. Whichever one it is, you have chosen wisely. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great line. Uh, it's still applicable all the time. Forever. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have found us, uh, we'll do the quick rundown on where you can find us other places, right? So if you're watching us, obviously you found us on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Um, then also we're on Spotify podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google podcasts, wherever in the podcast universe, you can listen to podcasts. We are out there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we have a website coming. And you can email us at supers at coffeeandcapes.com. Uh, our contest is ending today, and we will be drawing a winner for the Epic Saturday giveaway. So uh, keep an eye out. Looking forward to that. Me too. Every time though, like, so here's the thing with that. I, and one, the coffee mug is epic. So I've got to like probably order myself one uh, <laughs> before I steal the one that we're supposed to be sending out. <laughs> Two, when getting the gift card for Graham Cracker Comics, I would like to point out to anybody that is a comic book collector, if you are intending to purchase a gift card for others, don't start surfing all of the available comics that you can buy online. <laughs> uh, Were you yeah. tempted to uh, use up that gift card before you gave it away, I take it? No, it just adds to the cost of the gift card because you're buying the gift card and you're like, well, while I'm here. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> you know, they have this in? Oh, well, I should get that. <laughs> oh, they've got four variant covers of this book. I should probably have all four variant covers. I mean, be fools not to. It's a sound investment. Oh, this is a great Absolutely. story. I can't believe I haven't read this in forever. And then your wife comes in and says, like, how much did you spend on comic books today? And you hand her flowers. <laughs> and walk away. Right. You're a wise, wise man. Wise beyond your years, you are. I don't know about wise that. Wise beyond your years, you are. Mm. Yes. Who doesn't love Yoda? Right? Oh my gosh. I, um, I Dave, what are you drinking today, bud? I am drinking, not only am I drinking some great coffee, I'm drinking it in our mm. brand new Coffee and Capes mug. I'm thrilled to show that off. That is, that is pretty sweet. Very, very fun. I'm drinking, I'm enjoying some organic bomb beans from our friends at Ladybird Provisions. Ooh. Who, despite the number of times we bring them up, they are not a sponsor. We just really like their product. And we know that uh, they are good people running that that show over there. So uh, some light roast bomb beans with uh, chocolate, citrus, and nutty. Ooh, yes, nice. How do you like it? It's good. It's very tasty. Yes. Yeah. And um, as always with these things, the chocolate is not really detectable because I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not looking to drink hot chocolate. I want coffee and it tastes like coffee. There's just that teeny, 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 tiny little bit of note of it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicole and Sarah over at Ladybird Provisions. Great people. Like, like you said, that's a great coffee mug. Mine is dirty already. Heroically, Heroically great, great coffee. coffee. So good. Yes. My dad asked for one. Yesterday I was talking to my dad on uh, Zoom and I took a sip of coffee out of my Coffee and Capes coffee mug. He goes, does that coffee mug have your podcast logo on it? He said, yes. Yes. Do you yes, want does. one? He's like, Yes, you can give me one when I come visit you. Like, <laughs> I don't keep them at the house, Dad. I gotta order you one. And he's like, Oh yeah, go ahead and do that then. Um, <laughs> anything for you, Dad. Anything, anything for you, Mr. Ziegler. We love you. Yep, I would do anything for Dad. Um, so today I am drinking uh, oh, Hang Tough. Love. It's a Latin. Oh man, I can't yeah. believe we lost him. I know. It's a sad day when you lose meatloaf, guys. Yeah. It's a sad day. He was amazing. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. 
Ah, so okay. Sorry, sorry. We're gonna rabbit hole. Uh, yes. Tell us about so the coffee. Good. I'm sorry. So good. I'm sorry. So good. Uh, and anybody that grew up in like the, the 70s, early 80s, like when he was at kind of like his musical, man, I can still listen to that guy's music today. He just had a great voice. Rocky Horror Picture Show, like the dude was epic and tragic that we lost him. I also didn't realize until I saw him in Fight Club with Edward Norton and everybody how big he was. Big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. He was a big dude. Yeah, he had a great voice. Great voice. Um, sorry, right. back to your coffee. Yeah, so I'm drinking uh, Hang Tough. It's a Latin American blend from the folks at Good Citizen Coffee Company in Nashville. Um, it is, uh, it says varietal various. And then it says in the notes, it's chocolate and molasses, full bodied. And uh, I think it's a dark roast. Can't really tell. If it's a dark roast, if it is a dark roast, I got to be honest, it's one of the lighter dark roasts that I've ever had, which kind of threw me off. It is a, mm. a a tasty coffee, like it's a good coffee, yeah. but it's it's much lighter than anticipated. So I could be reading how they've got their little thing on the bag wrong. It could be a light medium roast. I don't know, okay. but it's good. And uh, they give... 5% of their, their profits back to sustainable farmers, which is nice. really nice. Like love I love that. seeing stuff like that, nice. you know, 100%. Uh, the world is a much better place when we take time to like support the community and the people within it when we can. So good on you. Good citizen. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for doing your part. Now, when you're drinking uh, hang tough, does it make you feel like a new kid? The only the, thing about on that block. is, is that uh, that was the only drawback for it is that uh, it made me think of new kids on the block mm -hmm. of which um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> How not dare fan. you, sir? <laughs> I know. I worked in a years ago. I worked in a, in a CD store like a long time ago, mm -hmm. and it was a very eclectic group of people that worked in the CD store. And there were two sisters who uh, listened to every boy band imaginable and uh did they constantly bigger bicker rather was the was the owner like constantly making lists of things and 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 in his head and then or her head and then no it wasn't it was not like uh it was not like it was not high fidelity jack black and no it was not like that at all um i also like that movie very much that's a great movie uh that was a great movie actually book was really good too it's a phenomenal yes. book. Uh, yes. One of the rare instances, though, for me, where I think the movie is actually better than the book. I would agree with you. I, like that's I would agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Wow. Rabbit hole number three there already. Sorry. Folks. Welcome to Coffee and Capes on a Friday, <laughs> right. everybody. Exactly. We are just going to go where this goes today. We actually have an idea of where this is supposed really to go do. today. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you may have figured it out. We are breaking one of our rules today, Dave. John, before we get to our main topic, do we have anything for fan fiction today? Oh, why, thank you, Dave, for asking. We do have something for fan fiction. I was very excited, and I'm glad you reminded me because our you know, rebel Sometimes holes. it's hard to just not just rain it in. It. We got to rain it in. We've uh, got a process here, man. We do have a... We, have, we, we have, have to go through the steps. We absolutely have a process. How can you have any main dish if you haven't had your fan fiction pudding? <laughs> yes. Pink Floyd reference. How many odd off the wall references can we make? All of them. Um, we will make all of them. All right, cool. So we have a, we have a new follower. Uh, and I'm going to try to say his Instagram handle correctly. Zane De... I'm going to spell it Zane D E S J A R L A I S. Uh, I'm going to call him Zane moving forward. Zane, Hi, Zane. Thanks for following us. Yeah. Thanks for following us, Zane. Uh, he's been, I love when people interact with other people that follow us too. It's always awesome. Um, and uh, he was chatting with barbell Viking 1988. And he, he said, just listen to this episode. Uh, he's talking about last week's episode. And he said, uh, just listened to this episode, thought it was awesome. 
The thing I've been geeking out about recently has been horror movies and just the horror genre in general. I just watched the Australian film The Loved Ones from 2009 last week, and it's brutal and brilliant. Also, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to all of your earlier episodes. I was happy to discover your podcast today, so I guess that's the second thing I'm geeking out about right now. Aw, um, that's so nice. Thank you, Zane. Yeah, and, and I uh, I took time messaging back, like, as, you know, we try to do anybody that leaves a yeah. comment. Uh, we try to interact with them. We get a little bit later to the folks on Facebook. Um, but, you know, as we were chatting back and forth, I brought up recently, we just rewatched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Mm, okay. Cabin in the Woods is such a great horror movie. And it's just so many random, like, genres, like, crammed together. But it's so well done. I got to say, I think that might be, like outside of the traditional original like friday the 13th movies um which i'm a huge fan of like i love the original friday the 13th movie okay just the idea of a guy in a hockey mask like lumbering through the woods managing to catch up with every sprinting teenager (laughs) in like record time right awesome and kevin bacon was in uh friday the 13th movie and gosh i forgot about that yeah right isn't that funny forget about like yeah uh, kevin bacon so um yeah dude's been in everything kevin bacon's rad that's why they have that game the six degrees of kevin bacon right um i would like to point out i can connect myself to kevin bacon in under six congratulations thanks we're i'm proud of that proud of you. we're all very proud of you you should be proud of me like that was cool like when yeah, i figured it out i was cool. like no it's i'm, I'm messing with you. it's very cool that's all awesome. i got it yeah Old school, you know what? Old school horror. I'm a, I'm more of a Nightmare on Elm Street guy. Nightmare on Elm Street was good. The original Freddy Krueger was terrifying. Yes, exactly. Don't when fall asleep. Got... You can't do it. You can't not fall asleep at some point. Right. And when it's summer and it's hot and yeah. you're laying in bed after watching Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time and you're like, is it hot in here because it's summer or is it hot in here because that guy's really going to show up and like terrorize me in my sleep and, and yeah. murder me? And Johnny Depp, right? Johnny Depp in the, uh, the original one. So totally. Yeah. I cannot connect myself to Johnny Depp. Other than I, um, I've been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney, whichever. <laughs> if I think about it, I'd be really curious because have we ever talked about how I connect? No. And maybe that's a pod for another time. Maybe it's a pod for another time. All right. Let's save that for a pod for another time. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So anyway, thank you, Zane. Thanks, for, Zane. Uh, commenting and yeah, interacting. Dude, that's with awesome. Us. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for following us. We, we really appreciate it. Yep. Um, if you would like a coffee and capes coffee mug, um, send us a message with your information and we'll send one out to you as our way of saying, thank you. All right. So Dave. back to the topic at hand. All right. We got the segments out of the 20 way. minutes to get there. Whew. So we, we are breaking, as I mentioned, we are breaking our own rule. Dave, you want to explain the rule we're breaking? Uh, well, we're breaking our rule where we wait until the end of a series to talk about it, but uh, but we're not breaking our rule where we spoil everything. So if you have gotten to this point and you uh, are watching Book of Boba Fett and you're not caught up or you just don't want to hear about it uh, yet, well, I'm sadly going to ins- to. Uh, ask that you or, or suggest rather I'm going to suggest that you pause right now and uh, and come back to this when you've seen at least through episode uh, six of Book of Boba Fett yeah yeah because we're about to go full spoiler complete yes. like yes nerd out on this we are and, all um, about all the spoilers yeah There's and, and we filter. weren't we weren't going to talk about it until uh, I watched the new episode and immediately texted you after. It was like, have you seen it? Because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we need to talk about it on the podcast. Yes. It's so amazing that and so impactful that it was worth breaking our rule. Yeah. Um, so I think I think the first thing that uh, maybe we talk about before we talk about episode six is kind of like the book of Boba Fett up until this point and our reactions to it. Um, and, and we've talked about it a little bit and for me, like I've been a little underwhelmed by it. 
uh, you know, up until probably episode five, right? Um, and I think, so as we were looking at each other's backgrounds today and you saw mine, right? You, you were like, oh, it's so- That's a badass, yeah. That's badass. Yeah. And that's, that image is how I see Boba Fett. Like just this epic, badass bounty hunter who's, you know, terrorized and, and is feared throughout the galaxy because of his prowess. Yeah. And we haven't seen that through the, through the show, in my opinion. Yeah, we really haven't. It's, it's a real problem for the show, in my opinion, when the best two episodes have been the last two when Boba Fett's basically has a cameo in his own show. Yeah. The show's gotten better <laughs> as it focused on Mandalorian and took the focus away from Boba Fett. That's, yes. that's not great for the show. No, it's not great. And, you know, we were, we were kind of chatting about this a little bit and, and well, I, we were texting about it and I, I said, I don't know if it's the acting or the writing. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to bring up before we pile all of it on, on the acting, right? Um, because the actor is Dave, can you yep. give us his name? I can't uh, remember his name. Timura. I don't know for sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Timura Morrison plays yeah. Boba Fett. So he played Django Fett. He played all of the clone troopers, you know, in the, in the, episode one two and three or yeah. episode two and three sorry there weren't any clone troopers in episode one um and he uh played aquaman's dad and aquaman he's been in he's been in some stuff and he yeah. did a great job as Django fett um i thought he was a badass as Django fett yeah for sure uh as the clone troopers he he was great like how hard would it be to try and be yourself and play different like personality variances of yourself across like multiple you know multiple characters right um so i don't think there's an issue with his capability i For sure. think right yeah i i so then it goes to well is it the story yeah and I got to think, yes. Yeah, I got to think, yes. Too. And I think, I, I think I understand what they're trying to do. Well, one, they're trying to give us his backstory, which is great. Like that's, that's well, the backstory cool. about like after the Sarlacc pit. You muted yourself, buddy. I know. Sorry, I had to cough there. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, after the Sarlacc pit, how he, you know, what happened to him? How did he survive that? How is he still around? Which you know, when he showed up in Mandalorian, we were all like, well, this is amazing, but um, <laughs> we all thought he was dissolved in, right. in the Sarlacc pit years ago. So how's that work? And they've shown us, kind of. Well, I mean, they did, but I don't know, even that. It's just been, it's been so kind of slowly paced. Yeah, super know? slowly paced. Yeah, which has a place, but it just doesn't seem to, fit who he's supposed to be and i don't know oh, oh my gosh all right here's the old ancient reference there's the 30 old reference for today like remember that part in uh robin hood prince of thieves where where robin where, where kevin costner's robin hood comes back and and made marion's like i don't know if i can trust you all i remember about you is like you picking on me and he's like please allow that however many years in prison could change a man and like you know so maybe there's a sense of which please allow that however much long, however long time that he spent in the Sarlacc pit changed him and his attitude toward life and stuff. But it's still just, it just hasn't hit. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm, I don't know if I'm full on underwhelmed, but I'm definitely peeking out at whelmed so far with this series. Yeah. So, and I want to, I want to say that like my underwhelmed is through the first four episodes because five yeah. and six definitely had a, a very different feel Yes. And experience to them. But I, so I, I could understand it if we're talking in uh, Kevin Gossner, Robin Hood uh, experiential 
evolution of a character. Yeah. We should also point out that at the very beginning of that movie, he attempted, go back and watch it. He attempts a uh, British accent and then quickly that just gets shelved. And he's Correct. like, yeah, nope, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that. that. Yeah. Ray, Ray, those are bows and arrows, Ray. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you build it in the forest, Ray, they will come. Um, so, sorry, we, we were talking about Field of Dreams the other day. Yes, um, so, if, if we look at it though, from that, from what you just said, right, the please allow that, you know, time experience, and, whatever could change. Right. It. And we look at the time that they showed us that he spent with the sand people. Yeah. The Tuscan Raiders, right. That's a very tribal community. And they brought him into that community and made him a member of their tribe. And, you know, gave him something different i guess right because in everything that we know about boba fett he's a loner he's right. like right oh solo mio like that's it he's he's out on his own he doesn't work with you know anybody else what have you and all of a sudden he's rescued by the tuscan raiders and they take him in and you know they teach him their ways and they make him a member of the tribe and give him a bantha stick and the whole nine um and so maybe that evolves his mindset of like who he is. And now what we're seeing is that version of Boba Fett um, where he's willing to like give people a chance and try yeah. to do something a little different. Right. There's a sense though. I would, I want to go back just for a second because the way I understand it or the way I saw it, he wasn't so much rescued by the Raiders as captured yeah, the testimony yeah. was their prisoner for a while, and it wasn't until sure. he fought something. What did he even? I don't even remember. What did he fight? Like he, he, the bikers, like he, oh, or the, yeah. train, the train, the train. He taught them how to take out. Well, the but train. before that, like before that, he earned their trust somehow by, yeah, fighting off something. I don't remember what. Yeah, but like he earned their trust, and then he went kind of from prisoner to. Oh, he saved the kid, the kid Tuscan Raider from yes. the thing that came out of the sand, and he killed yes. that, and they right, took right. the head, and yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah, saved the kid, and so then they're like, oh well, maybe we'll give you a chance. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of old Kevin Costner movies, then it kind of for a couple episodes sort of takes on a little Dances with Wolves vibe, where he kind of becomes part of the tribe and learns their ways, and um. They teach him. He teaches them a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd like to think it's not quite so colonizer friendly as the uh, as Nancy's Wolves was, but you know, right. it's. But there's that vibe of he's he's learning to, like you said, he's learning new ways. He's uh, he's learning to be part of a family. Mm -hmm. um, in, and and learning what it means to to be part of the native peoples of Tatooine, right? Yeah. In, instead of like trying to fight against it to survive, yeah. he's learning how to live with it to be part of. So maybe you know, to your point, with the dances with wolves vibe is what we're seeing, right? And we're building to something a, a little different. Um, however. It is just super slow moving. Yeah. And I think it suffers from a, this is one of the things that you run into trouble with, I think with things with a long history in canon, like Star Wars or Marvel comics or DC is the people that have followed it for a long period of time and have, and have steeped themselves in that history, like have a good amount of knowledge and also a, a decent amount of expectation into Correct. what yeah. they, what they yeah. think they're going to get and what they think they're going to see. And I want to point out like Dave Filoni, um, who has helmed a number of like star Wars shows. He, he was responsible for the, the clone wars cartoons and a number of other things in star Wars, John Favreau. We've talked mm -hmm. about him before. Um, yeah you know, really brought Marvel to the screen the first time and has been an integral part. He was responsible for the Mandalorian. They understand, I think, the, the canon well enough that is what makes it even a little bit more like, I don't get what's going on here. Um, yeah. 
it, but maybe it's, you know, maybe there's going to be some reveal there that, you know, now we have, and, and then in episode five, the, the whole thing just flipped. It went from being about Boba Fett to the man. Now let's catch up on Mando. <laughs> right. Let's, let's catch up on Mando. And, um, and it got, it was so much better. Episode five was great. So good. So good. And, um, you know, so we we got to see in episode five, and everybody's made the the comment. If you watch social media, you and you read about it, like CBR, like comic book resources, or comicbooks.com, or Screen Rant, or any of those, the general like conversation was: Is Book of Boba Fett like now? Like we got a just a Mandalorian episode, mm-hmm. and it was better. Yeah, right. It was better. It was more exciting more energetic the character is um despite being newer to us seems more evolved and in complex uh in his reactions we got to see him with the other two mandalorians and then he gets booted out of the tribe for taking his helmet off in front of Grogu. yeah and you know and you get to see how a, a group a small group of people chooses their like super strict rule really to the detriment of their future. Like it's more important to them to, to maintain that one rule than it is to have a chance to increase their number by a third. Like they'd rather, they'd rather cut him off and remain pure rather than in their sense, in that sense that they have rather than like, okay, well, let's we're we're stronger when we're three than when we're just two so we're going to figure a way to to coexist despite you know what we feel like as your as your breaking of our sacred rule kind of thing yeah yeah it, it, that was really interesting and we got the dark saber right there was wow. the yeah that was crazy yeah and it was really interesting to see uh you know mando try to learn how to use the dark saber and then the uh, the armor telling him you're fighting against it instead of mm-hmm. fighting with it. Yeah. Which, you know, some it gives it an otherworldly like quality to it, um, which is pretty cool. Yes, for sure. And then well, what were you going to say? I well, like I was just going to say back to Boba Fett for a second. I think some of the, some of my frustration with it so far is, it's been a little bit disjointed storytelling. You know, we get a little bit of a action in the present and then we get the flashback where he's in the Bantha tank trying to recover, okay. which is fine. Like okay. it's, it's a fine story device as a way to get into the backstory. Like he's remembering or he's dreaming or whatever it is. Like it, it makes sense. It just, it seems like that's been the pattern every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's definitely. It, it and in some episodes, like that's a really short flashback period. And in other episodes, it's a very long it's flashback the main period. part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is a little bit disjointing. I, I disjointed, I would say. I, I think, and, and again, this is me climbing up on my, here's how I would do it podcast yeah. soapbox. Um, but yeah, I think it would have felt better flow wise to just show us three episodes of him, you know, right after climbing out of the, the Sarlacc pit and going through that and then launch forward to where he is now and, right. and take us from that point on. And that, yeah. that would have made a little bit more sense. And maybe they felt like had they done that, they would have really lost people because you know, how much excitement and whatnot can you have, but they've, they've already tried, like they're still trying. Um, I will I- say there was a pretty cool and exciting moment when he got back slave one and uh, took it out and decided he was going to kill everybody. Yeah. And, and came down on him and, and did exactly that. That to me, I was like, okay, there's Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. There he is like angry. Um, I think the other thing that throws me is how often he has his helmet off. Hmm. yeah especially when he's i mean it's one thing when he's 
just hanging out in the palace or whatever or talking to uh fennec but when he goes out in public it makes no sense for him to have the helmet off no people fear him right because of like the helmet and not knowing it's the same thing like that's why mandalorians wear it that's why mando gets kicked out of it's like that is part of who they are their armor and their weapons are the it's their religion yeah their culture now granted Boba Fett is a different case, right? Because right. he's not Mandalorian. He's not Mandalorian, but his who he was cloned off of was Mandalorian. Uh, maybe disgraced Mandalorian as well because we did see him with his helmet off, those kinds of things. But <clears throat> the point is, is that he, you've got you made a really good point when he's inside of his own, like in, inside of Jabba's palace, which is now his palace. And he's talking, you know, with people, he takes his helmet off, whatever. But when you're out in public establishing yourself as like the rule of law within, you know, what is easily considered within canon, like the most lawless place yeah. in the galaxy, Tatooine, yeah. right? You're you're gonna take your helmet off and smile at children. The hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, hive of scum and villainy. Like, yeah, I don't and, get it. Right. And it that kind of symbolizes or embodies one of my issues where he doesn't he's got he's become this you know crime boss but he doesn't really act like one which is fine like there's a you know we let's be a new way to be a crime boss but it just i don't know it just doesn't really make any sense he doesn't have to go around killing everybody he can you know try to build bridges and 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 make himself stronger that way but just everything about he, about the way he carries himself, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't jive with the idea of oh I'm some scary figure and I'm taking over this this territory and you're gonna you know I'm the major domo or whatever his title thing is yeah um, it I just you are okay well and that seems to be like the reaction that he gets like there's not a level of like fear and respect that if the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy presumed dead because he got swallowed by the Sarlacc pit suddenly pops back up and is in his armor, like wandering around and is not dead, escaped the Sarlacc pit Uh and has now suddenly taken power as the crime boss of the area. Why are people not like, yeah, holy bleep. How is he still alive? What's going on? How amazingly strong is he that he can survive that thing that nobody's ever survived? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's weird to me that like when they go so this is and now we're just like picking at it but this is this is like a, a a thing right a frustration is when they go into uh anywhere <laughs> say anywhere but like the mayor's <laughs> office yeah and they're trying to get to see the mayor and he's being stonewalled it's his right hand uh and i can't remember her the the actor's name Ming Na Wen, Ming Na Wen, who is phenomenal and phenomenal. like so, I love her so much. She's so she's, good. I mean, she's great as an act actor, and she's terrific in this role. I think. Yeah, and she seems like the heavy. Right. Yes. Exactly. Like she seems like the only reason Boba Fett is alive and makes it through these scraps is because of her. Yeah. Which is just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's an elite assassin. She is a total badass. Yes, I get it. But like and the he two just of them seems... together should be absolutely terrifying. And yeah. he's not holding up his end of that. He's not. There you go. He's not holding up his end. So maybe we're, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, episode five was epic. We got to see the Mandalorian. The reason we broke our rule on uh, reviewing a series, though, is because of episode six. Yes. Let's talk about episode six. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sure we were going to get to see Mando again until the Mandalorian. Right. And I thought two episodes of it. Yeah. Right. I totally expected at the end of episode five. I was like, I told Rachel, I was like, hey, this is great. So we're, we got a, a quick view of like what's going to happen in the upcoming like next season of the Mandalorian. Like he's going to go and find Grogu and all this stuff. Yeah, we're going right. to get to see 
Luke and are we going to get to see all these people? And, and I thought, no, I was betting. No, we're not going to see Luke. Like my, my son was like, are we going to, do you think you're going to see Luke? I'm like, no, there's no way. That's probably just a one-time thing. Like he had his badass scene at the end of Mando. Like that's going to be it. Boy, was I wrong. Right. No, not wrong. only that, <laughs> not only did we get, so, so episode six picked up where I thought the next season of the Mandalorian was going to pick up. Yeah. which threw me completely and delighted me to death. Although let's talk about the opening scene with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. He was awesome. He's so good. He's so good. You ever watch justified? I have not. I'm aware of it, but you watch it. It's on Hulu. Yeah, right. He's basically taking that character and turning it into a, Putting him in exactly space. what he's doing, right? He's taking his character Raylan Givens, like this badass, like U.S. Marshal and Justified, and bringing it to like the Mandalorian Boba Fett universe. Yeah, and uh, he's just so cool. Yeah, like, Timothy Oliphant totally kicked ass in that opening scene. It was great to see him. Um, you know, but then we got to see uh, Din Djarin, You know, the Mandalorian Mando. Uh, we see his ship on a green planet. And I was, I lost it. I was yeah. like, oh, no way. <laughs> is this really happening? Rachel, of course, is sitting on the couch like, you are such a weirdo. <laughs> like, what I are mean, you... she's not wrong. No, we she's are. not wrong. We are. But like looking at me like, why are you so excited? Like what's happening? You know? Um, yeah. Right. And, and what did we get, Dave? Oh my gosh. We got so much. So we much. got luke training grogu we got droid ants building the school that luke's gonna use we got ahsoka my goodness yeah i'm so excited for that show and, oh my gosh and we got r2 we got r2d2 we got r2 ahsoka we got grogu yeah we got luke and we talked about this a little bit amazing job with the effects on luke yeah like really well done I, I know when they first did this, like, oh, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was Rogue um, One. The first Grand Moff Tarkin. With, yeah, right. Right, Grand Moff Tarkin. And, and it was cool, but there were moments you're like, eh, that's a little weird looking. Yeah. But now I, I was like, wow, way to go, guys. Right. Just, just even the, like, when the first thing you see is R2's antenna mm-hmm. going up, like, that moment is just so you're like, oh, my gosh, they really, they're doing this. Right. And then the ants make uh, Mando a bench. He's like, is that a, <laughs> is that a bench? <laughs> is that a bench? Is that for funny. me? Yeah, that was funny. Um, it's so good to see Rosario, uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes. Her, like that, that show is going to be so good. Though I was a little thrown because like she is. I don't know how old she was in the Clone Wars cartoons, um, but she seems to age slow. Because in the Clone Wars cartoons, when she's a Padawan to Anakin's, uh, you know, to Anakin, yeah, before he becomes Vader, she doesn't seem like she's like eight or right. nine, right? Um, and now we're looking at a Luke that's probably, you want to say, 30? 30? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say thirty-ish, right? right. Yeah. Um, so that easily adds 30 years to her. She just made her. Well, that, the easy answer there is it's she's a, a space, an alien, a space alien race that ages at a different rate. And yeah, you know, there you that's go. That's the that's the easy story fix from a sci fi standpoint. Right. Like just her people age at a different rate. But hold on. Before we go that route, I do want to point out. Boba Fett was also around during empire yeah but luke i mean that that timeline fix fits never mind i don't know where i was going with that um i had a totally different thought on my head but so we get we get like you know luke we've got uh, ahsoka we've got r2 we've got mando we've got grogu who's learning to use the force and was kind of adorable oh my god no kind of about it so adorable the frog oh as he's like bringing the frog over to his mouth with the force and luke like pushes it back into the pond and he gets all like little sad faced and then all of a sudden luke like lifts 
all the frogs out of the pond and you just see his like little ears perk <laughs> up and the yeah. smile and i'm laughing my butt off and rachel's like what are you doing i don't yeah, get it right like, this is great yeah. <laughs> but and his little jump cool. his little attempt to jump is just <laughs> how he doesn't trip over his little cloak all the time i have no idea but i don't know but how about the flashback scene when luke unlocks his memories oh my gosh order 66 right order 66 yeah now i haven't watched much of any of the clone wars cartoon Mm -hmm. do you as you saw that flashback scene do you think those were supposed to be specific jedi or the the, or just sort of like generic jedi and like you were, were you able were you able to identify any of those three jedi that are killed in that in that scene no i'd have to go back and and look like I wasn't really, I was more just kind of in awe of what was happening in that yeah. moment. Yeah. I didn't really look at who was fighting. It was yeah, more of the, like the idea, idea that he was there and saw all that. Yeah. And how did he get out? Like who saved him? How did he get out? You know, um, I love the was... clone trooper look though, the, with the, the blue stripe on the, on the helmet yeah that's really that was really well done i like that part yeah i mean the the whole thing was it was so good um well then and then you know as the episode goes on like we get we see that moment of conversation between luke and ahsoka about grogu and how he doesn't seem to really have his you know heart in it yeah there's clearly an attachment to mando and right uh Mando brings him the little tiny suit of like. I was really curious what that was going to be. Mandalorian armor. Yeah, because um, I was pretty like, man, I can't believe he's given up that spear. Mm-hmm. In the fifth episode, to... yeah, he's got the he's got the sword though. Right, sure, but he's got the dark saber. Yeah, um, um, it's not clear to me what exactly the relationship between Ahsoka and Luke is. I mean, they, obviously, they know who each other is. Mm-hmm. They know who each other are. <clears throat> anyway, um, they know one another. Uh, yes. But, and they seem to know where what they're doing, each one is doing, but they're also not, they're not exactly, they're not hanging out. So why are they both on the same planet? Like, I'm, none of that is clear to me. I don't know. Um, and maybe that'll be something that gets explored like in her show. Yeah. Um, I really feel like we're getting set up to have a lot more young Luke though, which is, uh, which is interesting and nice. And which brings to the question, like, are we going to see at some point Luke's Jedi training temple and uh, young Ben Solo mm, Yeah. as well? Will we get to right. see some of that? So um but it, I think we'll we'll get to maybe see a little bit of that exploration. I'm hoping in uh, the Ahsoka Tano show um, that's coming out, and maybe we'll get. There seems to be a, a lot more questions around whether there'll be a Luke Skywalker show, or at least some mm. something around that. And of course, every time that happens, everybody's like Sebastian Stan needs to play young Luke. Hmm. Okay, I had not heard that. that. That's okay. Yeah, they okay. they have enough like facial similarity to be able to to do it. I think it'd be good. Um, so anyway, we, and then we get back to uh, back to Tatooine, and Mando goes to talk to Timothy Oli Fantastic. Um, you know, tries to recruit him. He takes off. Yeah. They're going to have the town meeting and the title of the episode is man walks out of the desert stranger stranger yeah stranger walks out of the desert and uh and you think maybe it's it's referring to the timothy oliphant character but yeah totally but it's not and if you have ever seen this character in anything any of the cartoons at all or any of the comic books it doesn't take long for the silhouette to get you like i i was geeking out so hard <laughs> on the couch going no friggin way no way and sure enough there was like the round like hat 
Yep. Like tilted down. Yep. Timothy Oliphant like has that look of like, I think I know who this is and it's not good. Right. Yeah. He recognizes right away. This is a threat. This is a problem. Yep. And man, when he starts speaking, you know immediately who it is and it's Cad Bane. And how cool to bring him to life. Yes. Um, on yeah. the screen and, like that. And it just it, looks so good. Yeah, because yeah, if you've ever seen him in the comic books or you've ever seen him in uh, any of the cartoons, like they, they nailed him. Yeah, for sure. Like every now and then somebody like is way off mark and somebody is dead on and he yeah. was dead on. So good. And the voice even. Um, I don't know, Dave, have you watched, seen him in the cartoon? I have not. I know okay. of him, but I haven't seen. I haven't Look seen up that. a couple of the episodes at some yeah. point and, and just on Disney Plus and watch the ones that have him in it. Sure. And his voice is like perfect. That's really um, cool. Which makes me wonder if they got the voice actor from that to <laughs> play him in, in the show. Um, but and, and he cuts down the deputy, like shoots him like six times. Yeah. And here's the interesting piece about that is he's representing the syndicate. If we go back to our conversation about ranking the Star Wars movies and we go to the Han Solo movie. Okay. Right. Wasn't Darth Maul the head of the syndicate? Oh, man. I truly do not know. I believe so. I believe that because remember at the end of Solo, yeah, his visage appears in the hologram at the end of that movie, and is and is talking to Han's ex girlfriend who you know they just killed oh, the gosh. big bad. Yeah. So this brings the question: is if the syndicate is making a move on Tatooine. Yeah. And Darth Maul is the head of the syndicate. Are we going to see Darth Maul? Ooh. That's a great question. That would be, how much fun would that be? Oh, so amazing. So much fun. All right. Well, let me break in with an answer. Okay. Uh, according to IMDb, Corey Burton. Uh, played Cad Bane and also was the voice for Cad Bane in the Clone Wars and uh, more recently in the Bad Batch. Nice. So okay. I think uh, I think it sounded like him because it's him. it was him. Yeah, I forgot he's in Bad Batch too. Like you get him in the Bad Batch, which is I'm so excited for season two of that show. That was that was a lot of fun. I got to catch up on that still. Yeah, it's, it's a, good a little one. behind on the uh, animation watching apparently. I do it during lunch. I mean, like I'll pull up an, a sh an episode yeah. and watch it. Yeah. Um, Perfect lunch episode. So can we go back to, uh, to the, the training sequence for a minute or back to Grogu and, uh, yeah. and Luke? What's the deal with the choice? Like, it just <laughs> feels like, you know, you lay out the, the armor and the lightsaber and that was super cool to see Yoda's lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it's significantly smaller and just different in the green and it's great, but why why does he have to choose like because remember you can't have the attachment so it's either okay like, but sure you, but luke luke has attachments but i you know i get what they're doing you know it's i understood it like either you're you're taking the mandalorian armor and and making the choice that that's the life that you want yeah is to be with mando and traveling the galaxy and essentially like have him as your father figure or you're dedicating yourself to like you can't be distracted by one and do the other is essentially i think what luke is saying which is why you know and to your point yeah luke's got attachments but luke left all those attachments and you know went and did all of his training and it wasn't until there was like a major crisis where he was needed that he left dagobah yeah. and went to go rescue his friends grogu doesn't have there's no major yeah. crisis forcing grogu to make that choice he's just having that heart pull of like i'm not totally here yeah and focused on my training because 
I, I want to go be with what essentially is like my dad, right? Like yeah. who I view as my father figure. Yeah. Um, if he chooses the lightsaber, isn't that we're going to require quite a bit of retconning for what we know about what Luke's been up to between there and uh, between this time in the story and when we see him again? What do you mean? How so? Well, at some point, if, if Grogu chooses the lightsaber and chooses to be trained, right? Wouldn't, shouldn't we have heard about that or heard about him? somewhere along the line when when we come back to to luke and his story in the in episodes seven eight i don't think we ever really i don't i don't ever remember really hearing a lot about who his disciples were outside of like in the books and then they really only ever seem to focus on like the family yeah right the skywalkers and the solos and they didn't really explore the other folks um so i don't know maybe my guess is though he's he's leaving yeah he's gonna pick the armor and go and the adventures of mando and grogu will continue that would be my guess right that, right that would... gosh he's just so cute and awesome and you can't how can you keep doing the mando story without him so now i want to point out though as we're going through this right and and by the way i think T- timothy oliphant's still alive even even yeah. after like the gunfight right. with Cad Bane, as because he got shot in the got, shoulder. Yeah, the deputy got shot like five times. He's done. <laughs> he got wiped yeah. out. Should yeah. not have pulled. Um, yeah. definitely shot the deputy. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely killed the deputies. Like, but he only shot Timothy Olyphant like once. Got him in the shoulder. He went down. Everybody's like patching him, him up. And, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they ran out to him. Nobody's running to the deputy. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Um. So this this sets up possibly even more i think as as we look at tatooine right as a hub of whatever so if the syndicate is making a move on tatooine darth maul is is the head of the syndicate we've got cad bane they're going to go head to head with uh boba fett mandalorian uh the giant (laughs) wookie right yeah who is fantastic we're gonna get um you know, probably Timothy Oliphant's going to be part of that, I, I would guess. But in all of this, yeah, at some point, Obi-Wan's coming to Tatooine. Mm, true. And the story of Obi-Wan's going to get involved because Obi-Wan eventually, spoiler alert, if you've watched any of the cartoons and stuff, uh, Obi-Wan eventually is the one who kills Darth Maul. For good and it okay. happens on tatooine mm. okay um so this could turn into a very large micro like universe inside of you know yeah. the star wars galaxy of okay. just all these cool stories like connecting and maybe that's what the book of boba fett has been leading up to um but if that's the case Again, why do we need all of the the other stuff? Like we could have just gone a different route. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is why we often wait until we usually wait until the end of the the series. So we have one more, maybe one more. Okay. Yeah, one more. So you know, there's a chance it can still redeem itself. Well, I think it has. Right. It's just done it in a weird way that it exclude. It did so at the exclusion of the main character yeah right yeah it's it's do we say this already uh that you know it's just not good when the the story gets better as the main character is less involved yeah yeah but you know i i i'm gonna retain a little bit of hope oh for sure this last episode set so many possible things up um we got a lot of characters involved right um we're seeing you know mando is part of the you know part of the adventure now we're definitely going to see cad bane again that's very clear we're going to see more of the syndicate we're going to see um i can't think of the i can't pronounce the giant 
Wookiee's name. Wookiee's name, I believe it's uh, Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah, there you go. Chrysanthemum. Uh, <laughs> That's what I think of too. <laughs> yeah, Chrysanthemum. But he's he's an epic character in the canon, yeah. in the comic books and, and everything else. So it's good to see, like, he's part of the show now. It'll be nice to see Timothy Olyphant's part of the show. It'll be interesting to see who else they bring in as muscle. Yeah. Um, Can I just say I was super bummed that uh, Jennifer Beale's character as the, uh, the proprietor of the, of the bar is most likely blown up and dead. Like that was a fun little, that was a fun little thing having her there. I knew she looked familiar. I did yeah. not realize that it was her. Yeah. Um, but that was the, yeah, the bar was fun. Yeah. The bar was fun. Uh, so it's, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be the original band was there. The original band's dead now, probably. Oh. Like it looked like the original, you know, Star Wars You're Cantina right. band. Yeah. I wonder it's if sad. we're going to get like an IG-88. Ooh. Get an IG robot. I mean, because yeah. we're supposed to get a few more, you know, few more characters coming through and and everything else so we'll we'll see how it goes like it could end up with just being the most epic climax you know epic yeah. climatic episode of sure. of all time in in any series i mean it's setting up really well right now the last two episodes have really um this week's episode of book of boba fett i think is the hardest i've geeked out on a show because of just the sheer number of characters that they brought forth. Right. For sure. I agree. It was uh, just one after another. You're like, Oh, well, that's amazing. They were, Oh my gosh. And then that, uh, yes. And, 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 and yeah, it was really, yeah, for sure. It was really it was, something to behold it was and fun. so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, We'll see you next week. We'll see you next yeah. week with, with what happens and, and who knows, you know, maybe they, maybe they cap it off really well. I do have faith in John Favreau and Dave Filoni. They, they really are an amazing duo in terms of creating stuff on screen. Um, but I would really like to see this guy. Yeah. Like show up in the show, like the super badass Boba Fett that, you know, and now that I he's out, fully healthy, they made a point of saying you're fully healed now. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's that's part of it that he's been injured and you know, yeah, hasn't been hasn't felt up to uh, fully tackling the the bad guy. I mean, I, I'm fine with the idea that oh well, you know, he's learned to have a little bit of a heart and he's trying to trying a different way because right, yeah. the way he was living his life ended up having had him end up in a sarlacc pit. <laughs> So, you know, that, that really could change the way you think about how you're living your life. But really? yeah, we would still want to see, we do want to see that guy, the guy. Yeah, we just, want to see that guy right there. Yeah, like right. that Boba Fett, I want to see. And maybe yeah. we're going to get it because to your point, he wasn't healed and he it was easier to take him down and he needed a little bit of time to finish healing. And now that he's fully healed, maybe we're going to get that guy. And yeah. uh, I'd like him to leave his helmet on. Yeah. Like intimidate people. You're right. a badass. Right. Own it. Crush it. Do things. Headbutt Mando with your helmets on. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Dong. Interesting. Yeah. Dong. Yeah. Um, That's just what we need is two leads with uh, with concussions. Great idea, John. Thanks. I'm good at these. <laughs> Should be in charge of studios. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we're already uh, have have uh, volunteered our services for DC. Shocking that they have not called us yet. I know. I'm looking at my phone every day. I yeah. don't have complete uh, missed opportunity on their part. Yeah, but apparently I won a lottery out of Nigeria. Oh, I just nice. have to Very send good. them my bank account information. You absolutely should do that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, where did uh, where do we miss and what have what have you seen in Boba Fett that we are that we have overlooked or uh, what what do you think? How have how have you reacted thus far to the book? of boba fett yeah or the book of field of dreams i had to get one more kevin costner reference in there. <laughs> we had all the kevin costner references today. this episode of coffee and capes brought to you by kevin costner <laughs> or at least 30 plus year old kevin costner movies
<laughs> uh, that's what I think. I'm so old. I have a shirt. I don't know everybody if you can see my shirt. Turn 50, I must. Turn yeah. 50, you must. Yes, that's, that's, good. that's just that's pretty great. That was given a gift by a friend. Thank you, Patty and Larry, for the wonderful shirt. You guys rock. It's a good shirt. All right, two believers. Hey, you know what? We already know what we're doing next week. It's going to be a Valentine's special episode. So be sure to tune in next week for that. That's going to be fun. In the meantime, true believers, stay well, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.